How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Talking a little Bucks basketball now is... We welcome into the program uh, Frank Madden from the Locked On Bucks podcast. You can find him at F Madden NBA, F Madden NBA uh, on Twitter as well. Frank, how you been? Doing okay. Spending a lot of a lot of quality time with family, like many people. So uh, holding up, holding up just fine. Although obviously, uh, no sports is pretty tough. You guys know that better than anyone. Yep, no doubt. Uh, hopefully we get sports back. Hopefully the NBA is, uh, if not the leader, at least one of the two leaders in between base- baseball and basketball. But uh, a lot of talk about playing uh, the remainder, or at least a small portion of the remaining portion of the season, uh, at a neutral site and then letting the playoffs begin. Well, let me let me ask you this. First and foremost, I, I read an article about Coach Budenholzer trying to draw some of his past uh, when it comes to how prepare how to prepare to come back from when there were lockouts. Uh, but we don't know. We've never seen anything like this before. So you tell me, what do you expect when uh, we finally do see basketball on a hardwood again? It's a great question. Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, typically when you have lockouts, you know, players obviously aren't uh, having inter- any interaction with the teams because they're obviously in a labor dispute. But, I mean, they can go to gyms. They can use it for their personal trainers. They can play pickup with each other. There's no, no issues with that. Um, obviously, we're in a totally different scenario. Teams can, you know, talk to their players. Teams can, you know, provide. I think the Bucks uh, provided some Peloton bikes and free weights. I think they were trying to, you know, basically give players at their homes, you know, tools they could use to stay in shape. But, you know, people aren't playing basketball, right? Unless you've got a, a gym in your uh, in your house or, you know, in your driveway or selling a hoop, uh, you're not actually playing any basketball. Certainly nothing competitive. So um, I think absolutely, you know, if you try to go straight into the playoffs, um, that would be certainly a challenge just from a rhythm standpoint getting players to the point where actually they're ready to to compete at a at a high level now obviously so much of that just depends on how long a layoff would be but um for sure you know i think you need uh, i think typically there was a you know i think there was like three weeks roughly um from when the last lockout uh ended it was in early december to when they started playing games on christmas um back you know earlier part of this day like 2011 i think it was so um you know there's at least some precedent for how much time they give to kind of ramp up but Again, you know, the clock is ticking, obviously, and, uh, you know, 
Are they going to have a small playing tournament for some of the teams that maybe are, are not in the playoffs right now? You know, there, there are all these variables that are right now. Obviously, everybody's just trying to sort out. Like, how do you how do you manage this? Obviously, it's, it's just an unprecedented situation. But for sure, um, you can't expect that you're going to see the best basketball in the world uh, when these guys first come back. Just just given the fact that they haven't been able to play and you know really play you would be, be with their teams or do anything of any of that. Well, that was going to be my next question when, you know, you don't know what you're going to get, but I thought it was interesting. I was reading an article, and I mentioned this yesterday. Coach Budenholzer told the guys, yes, go worry about your conditioning and go in and try to stay in the best shape you can possibly be, And here's, which is amazing because I've actually seen some of these names online because uh, I, I ride Peloton, and I've seen some of these guys, some of these NBA players online. Uh, in the same classes that I'm taking, whether it's high intensity classes or strength and training, you know, it's it's interesting that all of a sudden you got a, a professional athlete and you're trying to beat him. You know what I mean? It's pretty interesting in that sense. Yeah. But uh, he also said, don't forget about basketball. If you have a chance to get out and shoot and work on your game, because a lot of guys are concentrating on keeping their legs under them, and yes, you need to do that. But he said, when you come back, a lot of times you're going to find yourself. Maybe we'll get five games, three games in three days. When all of a sudden we come back, and you got to be ready to go. So he said, don't forget about basketball, which I found rather interesting. Yeah, I mean, especially relevant to a team like the Bucks, which obviously the Bucks shoot a lot of threes. They also give up a lot of threes. So uh, you know, it could work both ways when you think about just uh, stylistically the way the Bucks play, particularly. Um, you know, you would think that certainly. Uh, three-point shooting might be something that, that might look a bit more off than usual when, when teams first come back, just not having the rhythm of, of just getting shots up, right, which is the thing that, um, you know, players can do all summer, they can do during lockups, they can do in really any other situation, but right now it's obviously really challenging. And, um, you know, Pat Connaughton did an interview, and he was talking about his conditioning, and he was saying, you know, hey, he's, he's been doing some workouts where, you know, he'll fall on the ground and out of exhaustion when he's done. Um, you know, you don't ever get to that point in a basketball game, but um, it's it's different, right? Game shape is still different from just being able to kind of work out on your own. And, and obviously, the, the basketball component you mentioned is obviously a pretty key part of that because you're not just you know doing cardio for two hours. You're you're actually trying to play a sport. And obviously, the timing, the rhythm, all those things are important. And uh, guys are absolutely going to be uh, rusty when they come back. That's just going to be a reality of kind of how things work. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, also, I wanted to ask you when, uh, you know, obviously the team comes back, Giannis will have had time to let that knee injury heal up. I would assume that he's – because the, the last time we saw this team, much like when we saw them come out of the All-Star break, their last memory going into the All-Star break was a loss. Coming out, they weren't playing real well. They had a bad West Coast trip. It wasn't very good. Uh, a lot of comments being made about, you know, how they need to come back home and they need to kind of get it all together and such. Um, and it, I – think that this team's going to come out just completely loaded for bear do you yeah i mean you know if, if we think of it kind of selfishly from the bucks perspective certainly i mean if, if it had been like a two to three week stoppage obviously we knew it never was going to be that but um if they'd gotten two three weeks that probably would have been kind of ideal because you know Giannis would have had plenty of time i think he was probably going to play that by that weekend um that that uh when, when everything got canceled with with that knee injury which obviously was not very severe, very severe, but, um, you know, a, a little extra time, obviously, is, is a plus. Um, and then, you know, George Hill, uh, Eric Bledsoe, I mean, they were dealing with, with various things. Bledsoe had a sore knee. Um, so, you know, definitely, I think, when you think about just the timing of it, when you have the best record in the league, obviously, you do not want to lose a season. You don't want to just stop uh, a season and, and come back a few months later. But, um, you know, if, if it was going to happen at some point, probably not bad timing for the Bucks, just given what you mentioned, especially you know, chance to get Giannis rested up, get that knee uh, where it's supposed to be. Um, so that's definitely a plus. And, you know, certainly some other teams maybe have more 
uh, extreme versions of that. You know, like Philly, Ben Simmons, you don't know when he might be able to play with his back injury, but uh, a few months layoff actually might be a great thing for a Sixer team that obviously was, was really struggling and had various injuries. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's definitely going to be all those sorts of, of issues that kind of um, crop up and, um, and maybe, maybe the, you know, it helps get, get some guys rested, refreshed, especially the older guys. And obviously the Bucks have a lot of veterans. So, um, being able to get a rest now, um, could be advantageous. But again, it's just such an unprecedented situation. You know, it's, it, I think there's just, I'm just fascinated. I mean, obviously we all want the game to come back, but, um, I think just seeing what this does to rhythm, timing, health, you know, conditioning, all that, I think it's just going to be really interesting just because as, as you've been saying, just we've never seen anything like this before. Talking with Frank Madden and the Locked on Bucks podcast. Uh, the other thing that I was discussing yesterday was, you know, an interesting comment that was made when we had uh, Irsan Ilyasova on our last show, and he had said, look, he had talked to a couple of different friends of his that said, you know, hey, the starters are going to win you the season. The depth of the bench is going to win you the championship. Coming out of all of this, the fact that their bench, their shooters, they have depth. They have probably one of the deepest benches when it comes to just solid role players. Um, how much do you think that plays a factor into when we make, when, if we see a stretch run, a very quick stretch run, and then right into the postseason for this team? It could. I mean, I would probably take the opposite tack. I mean, I think, you know, even if you look back at that Toronto series last year, I think Bud only played eight guys his last two two games of that series. Um, they actually went to a really short bench. I think typically, you know, a team like the Bucks, they've been remarkably good, like, for instance, when Giannis has been on the bench. So the depth, I think, has been a huge part of the success overall this season. So, I mean, I would have probably disagreed with Ursan. I think the Bucks bench has been a huge part of the regular season success. I think in the playoffs where you're going to have to ramp up, you know, I mean, it's unprecedented basically how few minutes, you know, they've been relying on Giannis and, and Chris and, Bledsoe and, and some of these other guys to play, right? And they've got one guy who plays 30 minutes a game, and Giannis is, you know, barely at 31. So, I mean, I think really it's going to be the starters, and they're the ones that are going to have to really shoulder more of a load, I think, in the playoffs. Flip side, you could say, well, you know, if coming out of, out of this long break, if guys are not really going to be in a position that maybe, um, you know, the, the rhythm isn't there or the, the game shape isn't there or something, um, then obviously you could say the opposite. I mean, the bench is going to be important. Um, I think for the Bucks. The bench certainly has been a huge part of their formula all year long. Uh, you know, you just think about guys like George Hill, um, you know, guys like Dante DiVincenzo have been huge boosts um, off the bench. Um, so I think those guys are continuing to play huge roles. That's, that's part of what kind of the Bucks, um, I think, winning formula is just the depth and the fact they don't lose. They don't really lose steam when, when the second unit comes in or when they kind of do different situations. So I think it's going to be really important for the Bucks. That said, I think some of the gap between you know, the Bucks have done in the regular season and maybe some of the other teams out there, I think it probably closes a little bit just because, again, you're just not going to, you know, the, the Lakers don't have to play 11 guys if you meet them in the finals, right? Um, it's going to be your best against their best probably for a lot more of the game than, than typical. So um could definitely see it swing both ways, but I, I definitely subscribe to this here. You know, in the playoffs, that's where having kind of that great starting five, having that great closing unit, that's where probably um, it becomes more important. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm hoping that we see basketball relatively soon. Just to, even if it's in in front of in, a, in an arena with without fans, I just I think just to be able to witness yeah. competition. I think a lot of us, as far as sports fans go, uh, that will be something that uh, that we're really excited to see finally return. But let me ask you this: Do you think that play diminishes? As some have hinted, uh, LeBron being kind of the guy that's banged the drum on this. Do you think competition diminishes if there aren't fans in the stands? I don't. Probably, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think certainly the 
it's just going to be a different experience, I would say. Um, I think, you know, there, it was interesting that the Warriors did a uh, kind of an experiment in a game, I think, uh, a couple years ago where they didn't have, like, they, they didn't play, like, music. They didn't really have any of the normal kind of between timeout stuff during game kind of stuff to kind of get the crowd going. Um, so, I mean, they still had a crowd. But uh, I remember, I think, Steve Kern and kind of members of the team said, yeah, it's just kind of weird. <laughs> it's just kind of weird not having those normal things part of, of the game. And so you think about, you know, taking away fans entirely. I mean, um, to me, that that's, you know, that's probably the most extreme thing you can do to sort of just, again, the uh, the aesthetic of what a game is. So um, I think it would probably be very weird probably for us even to be watching on TV that way. But, but yeah, I think, um, you know, if you're a fan or you're a player and you're doing it in front of an empty gym, and, and again, these might be, you know, like summer league type gyms, right? Like, are they even going to play? If this happens in like a real, you know, big NBA arena, nobody's in there. I mean, all this stuff we're, we're not sure about. Um, so I think it's definitely going to be different. It's just another one of those, um, another one of those X factors that we don't really know how they're going to react, right? You always, right. Think, oh, you know, crowd going crazy when a guy shooting free throws makes it harder. Well, is absolute silence and <laughs> nobody in there going to psych guys out even more? I, I don't know, right? It's it's kind of one of those one of those interesting things that that we're going to get some hints at, which we've never really obviously had a chance to, to see this. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think it's going to make it different. That said, um, I mean, these guys are competitors, right? Um, even if it's a very different situation, um, you know, if it's, if it's the finals and it's in front of, you know, no fans, um, you know, I still think you're going to see guys get really intense and competitive. And, you know, I think back, I don't know if you, you remember this, the Dream Team, 92, they played apparently this like incredible scrimmage against uh, the the group of college guys like Chris Weber and, and some of those right. guys, and apparently this amazing scrimmage and super intense. No fans were there, right? It was really mm-hmm. just about pride, competition, and all that. So, I mean, again, I mean, ultimately these guys are, are pros, they're competitors. I think it's absolutely going to be different. That said, you know, are they just not going to try as hard because there aren't fans there? No, I don't believe that. I think the intensity can be there. I think it's just going to probably be just different for different guys. Um, and obviously, you know, who, who knows? Maybe Eric Bledsoe. Maybe Eric Bledsoe needs to not play in front of a big crowd in the playoffs, right? <laughs> maybe right. that would be a positive thing for for guy like him. Who does? Yeah, no doubt about it. Frank, always good to talk to you. They can find you uh, on Facebook. They can find you on Twitter, but uh, at FM or F Madden NBA on Twitter, and it's Locked On Bucks podcast. Frank, appreciate it as always, pal. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, both. Take care. Thanks, buddy. Talk to you later. There he goes. He joins us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 80-plus years they've been getting it done. And thank the truck drivers that are out there delivering all the products that we need right now in this time of need. And uh, for everything from, you know, hand sanitizer and toilet paper to uh, the masks that are be del- being delivered to our healthcare workers, thanks to, the, thanks to the truck drivers. Our friends at Schneider remind you that. Call them 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. That's 844-PRIDE. Or go to schneiderjobs.com. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.